Alright. This is a coordinated activity happening across this nation. And so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. We cannot look at this as an isolated incident. If I pull the Michael Johnson, would you disagree? You got a problem with us riding? The crazy thing is, you the very same people who had a problem with me. Build in peace, this is America They tell you build your peace, but steal your peace Just to rip you to pieces Ain't nothing scarier than death and disease How would you feel if most videos you see Concerning black lives, leave the blacks dying R.I.P. it always seems to end With a rest in peace Not to regress, still no charges yet Ain't it obvious? Marching steps just to readdress the same problem It's nothing changes, but the changes of the same problems Another Trayvon Martin, not a day karma Not another Tatiana out in Sterling Not another black life lost that's undeserving Not another Keith Scott just trying to read in the car But shot by a cop, how could you tell me forget? You breathe easy while my people take their last breath We can't breathe, so get your knee off our neck R.I.P. George Floyd, they don't believe in respect they don't see us as people, I guess we livestock. Hex a mod Aubrey, who died, but trying to take him a job. Fuck some chili shores, who you take us for? When your skin means war, it's hard to make it far. Hex Walter Scott, Hex Sandra Bland, Hex Ayanna Jones, fuck a crooked cop. Hall 12 and the whole force blow torch him. Yeah, Hall 12 and the whole force blow torch him. Uh, Cause Freddie Gray ain't have to die like that. Oscar Grant ain't have to die like that. Botham Jean ain't have to die like that. Michael Brown ain't have to die like that. Facts. From Renisha McBride to Corey Jones to Tamir Rice, this story's getting old. John Crawford, Jordan Davis, Jordan Edwards, Philando Castle, we ain't playing favorites. This time, we gon' break shit. Yeah. This time, we gon' take shit. Shit. We just tired of staying silent. So forget how you take it. You could call us violent. You could call us thugs. He's speaking like we village for the rise. As if you cowards never murdered us. As if you ain't the ones hurting us. You say when the lunar stars are shooting stars. What happens when we shoot back? No shooting star. Yeah. What happens when we shoot back? No shooting star. The reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother, George Floyd. We're, they're burning down because people here in Minnesota are saying to people in New York, to people in California, to people in Memphis, to people all across this nation, enough is enough. And we are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. Once again, once again. Peace and love, everyone. Once again, once again, we live from the plantation. Coming to y'all from behind the walls, the cages, the fences, uh, the concrete jungles. These concentration camps in America that they call prisons. And um, just listening to the song, I was thinking about something that Harry Tubman said. She said she freed hundreds of slaves. She could have freed thousands more if only they knew they were slaves. And I was just thinking about all the names of people that the artists in that song was naming off of people who have passed away. And those are just people that have passed away in the street. 
you know, we done seen so many brothers of ours pass away inside these, these cages. And there ain't no song. There's no memory. There's no memorial. There's nothing. Their names ain't painted on the wall. They just dead and gone. And we kept on moving on. And so I thought about what Harriet said. She said she could have freed thousands more if only we knew we were slaves. And we are acting as if we don't know that we are slaves. Our actions show that we really don't know. We're not living like people who are being enslaved, held under oppression and brute force and being held against our will. When people look inside these prisons, they don't see people who are living who are living like that. To the contrary, we living like everything is all right. You know, uh long as the stove draw run, long as the pack drop, long as uh my tribe is, you know what I'm saying, whatever this, whatever we living by, this culture that we created in here, it's a deaf culture. It's a deaf culture. And that song, literally, all of our names could be in that song. She could have named everyone on this call and on this show tonight in that song because in the most practical terms, we are dead. You know, these people are holding us in death camps, and we are accepting the medication that they're giving us. And so we've accepted death. You know what I'm saying? We, have to, we haven't denounced it. We haven't rejected it. You know, our names ain't in no song. We ain't, we, you know what I'm saying? We just hear it, and we functioning within the system. We found a way to function in the system. The system should be repulsive to every man and woman and child behind the cage. We should be repulsed by She said, why are all the buildings burning in Minnesota? He says to send a message to New York and California and woo, 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 In my lifetime, I don't recall seeing a prison go up in flames, you know. But I can't just point the finger at other brothers because, shit, I ain't did. I ain't burned down either, you know. So it's like we all have to come. We have to have a day of reckoning, you know. We have to come together and have a real serious conversation about what's really going on on the plantation and how we are complicit in it and why we're not doing anything to stop it. You know, we know we're going to be fed up. The, 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 the refrain a lot of times we hear here, uh, the next time or when they do something again, these people have, they, they resume, they've done, they've done it all. They've done everything it is to do. They should not have one more moment of peace they should not be afforded the opportunity to do nothing else. If we just look back on their past up to the day, we should not have any reason to put off turning, bringing this pain to them from this moment forward. You know, prison should not operate and run smooth. There should be no prison in America that should be running smooth today. But yet all around the country, these people short on staff. They short on funds. They short on supplies. They short on everything. They're short on humanity, but they ain't short on peace. They got all the peace and tranquility and smooth operating that a person could ask for. And in return, we got all the misery and pain that can kill a person. We have enough misery and pain heaped on top of our heads to kill everyone. We could drop dead from stress at any moment. People be thinking like, oh, I got just such much. The stress, the 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 contaminated water, the contaminated air, the contaminated soil, just the conditions of confinement, sleeping on this concrete, all of this shit, any one of these things 
is capable of causing our death at any moment. COVID-19, uh, cancer, you name it. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't living like we're facing death. We living like we're going to live eternal life, and we're going to live to be old as Methuselah, and on and on and on and on and on and on. So there are some psychological issues that are going on with us. Our mental health is not where it needs to be. But we don't like to talk about mental health issues and real issues like that. We like to brush that off. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is our actions, our actions betray some mental health issues going on. And so that's what we're doing tonight. We're just coming on. We're having some real conversation tonight. We're running off script. We don't have no platform laid out because we've got to figure out a way to 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 bring some some some, some sanity to this insanity and get people to understand, just as Ice Cube said. We got to do something. We got to do something big, and we got to do it right now. With that, I peace turn it over to Brother Kinetic. Um, we got several people in the host tonight. Sister Shay is in the host with us, Brother Kent, uh, the Plus Party, Positive Leader United and Solidarity. And we appreciate everyone for coming in, listening to the show. Y'all know that this is a caller-driven show. So after we get through with the introductions, we want you to press 1. And come on and share your story. And we got to start talking about our story. We got to talk about, when we talk about injustice, we have to put a name on it. You know, people in prison, we, we got a case number. We have a case. We have records. We have documents. And there were things that happened to us to put us here, you know. And we got to start talking about that. We got to start saying, hey, here go my records. This is what happened to me. This is how I got here. Because people... What what I've what I've noticed lately is that a lot of people are talking about the injustice system and the racism and they're locking up black people and they stopping right there. Ain't nobody going back and looking at the facts. See, we got to go back and also educate them on the facts of what happened. This is what happened at trial. This is how they did it. This is what they did to me. This is my name. This is my transcript. This is where you can find my story. That part of it's getting left out. We done jumped off into the narrative of other Oh, it's a, the criminal justice system is racist. They locking up black people, and these are the numbers. We don't we don't allow our stories to get wiped out in statistics. We just statistics now. Black people one in ten and one in three and ten times more likely than this and yada 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 yada. Okay, well let's tell the story of these people of the one in three black men, the ten times more likely. What is the individual story? The story of the injustice is not being told, just the statistical number. That's all people know. And so, you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta do a better job. You know what I'm saying? And we have to remind our brothers of what happened to them. You know. So with that I turn it over to Brother Connecticut Justice. Peace. Hotep, hotep to the comrades, peace to the tribe. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Once again it's a blessing to be on the platform, you know what I'm saying? Just to be here amongst uh, my A alike. Because uh, I could have been in a lot of different places doing a lot of different things. Uh, but I believe that this is the most productive thing I could have been doing and am doing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I really uh, got off into to the bill that uh, Rossan was just giving. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's amazing that when you be around somebody so long that you don't have to be around each other and to be on the same wavelength. Um because that's what this day has been like uh, where I'm at, at this plantation where I'm at. It's been some hard talk, some real talk, 
uh, amongst brothers, you know what I'm saying, real, you know what I'm saying. I admitted to brothers uh, some things today about me, you know what I'm saying, but we were uh, in cipher today. And I'm talking about we like 35 deep, uh, we in cipher and we building. And, you know, uh, the topic of the day is unifying, you know, actually doing the work and, you know, getting involved in establishing a peace and unity uh, agreement here at this plantation among uh, the street uh, affiliation and organization, as well as the religious organization. Uh, so that's the bill that we own. And during the bill, you know, I'm expressing to brothers, you know, that, you know, unity real. Some of us ain't never seen it. So, you know, it seems abstract, theoretical to us when you talk about unity. Uh, but there was uh, quite a few brothers in the cipher today that, that had been to hold uh, and had experienced uh, what unity really is and what it feels like and, you know, what comes from unity. Uh, you know, the add up and the, the add on of when you unify, you create a power base. And depending on how you use that unity, you can become powerful. Uh, and that's the problem with a lot of brothers that are incarcerated. They've been beat down, stressed out, abandoned by people, and, you know, they feel helpless. They feel powerless. So when you feel powerless, you make no endeavor uh, to try to accomplish things because you already perceive that you can't do it. And that's the problem, uh, well, one of the problems uh, with a lot of brothers that are incarcerated. You know, time will do you bad if you don't do the time. And a lot of brothers lose their moral values and principles uh, in this in this mix, but you know we had a, a beautiful build, and we were talking about unity, and I was expressing to the brothers that you know if we unify, there's nothing that we can't do on this plantation. I'm talking, we can leave any day we get ready. We could have been left, and I admitted to the brothers the only reason I ain't left is I'm scared. I'm scared to die. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared of the administration killing me or the fence, because, but I ain't scared of, of one of these brothers killing me, but. It's psychological with us that, you know, we can't get over the fence. They're going to shoot us. We can't get away. They're going to kill us. We, can't, we have defeated ourselves in every endeavor. We can't unify because this or that. We can't do this. And we have the wrong perception about our situation, our problems. Therefore, our ability to solve those problems are distorted. And we've been having these hard conversations today, this real talk about us needing to unify and us coming together and getting, reaching out to our, our comrades that have left the plantation and bringing them into the fold, as well as, you know what I'm saying, continuing to, to bring maximum of pressure to these administrations. Because as the God with this building, I'm saying, if my life is turmoil from an injustice, then why would I sit here and allow them to have peace when they're causing me turmoil and I have the ability to inflict turmoil on them as well? If somebody slapped me and I have the ability to slap back, then surely I hope that I would slap back. And we all would say that we would. But on another level, we being slapped every day. I'm saying we being slapped every single day with disrespect. We being subjected to an inhumane condition. We being boxed in like boxed in into these blocks where we not being able to get outside. We not able to get the services. We're not able to get the educational program. We're not able to do any of those things. And all of that is a slap in the face. All of that is a slap. So when we going to start slapping back, it's way past time and it's way overdue for us to stand up and man up. You know what I'm saying? 
and I'm not just saying in a literal sense to slap back, but if somebody slap you in a literal sense, I sure hope you slap them back. But the indirect psychological things that are being done to us, you know, we have an opportunity to defend ourselves and to fight back in regards to our situation and our condition. You know, so we have the power. It's in numbers. It's in our unity. And we have every reason to unify. We have a lot of commonalities that we can organize and unify around. And at this plantation, we had a nice uh, discussion and build on the commonalities that we got. You know what I'm saying? We always take this approach. Uh, most of the brothers that on the inside, you know what I'm talking about. When a chain come into an institution, they line up on the fence and they, he from this city, he from that city, he from the north side, he from the west side, he from, he from this organization or that organization. And we immediately start figuring out reasons to divide ourselves, reasons not to like these brothers before they even get on the compound. And that's dessert. And it's backwards. We're supposed to be identifying with these brothers and, and linking up and finding commonalities instead of trying to find more and more reasons uh, to divide ourselves. Uh, one of our teachers years ago came up with a term. Well, I can't say he came up with it, but he introduced it to us. And it was a term called regional racism. And regional racism uh, was this thing, this, this phenomenon that goes on within the institution that, you know, if you're from Birmingham, you this, or the people from Montgomery, or Mobile, or Dalton. And these people are conditioned not to like each other because of what region of this, of this state that you're from. And we feed off into it because it was something we were introduced to in the street by killing each other by what side of town you was from. So that translates into prison, but he gave us a term of regional racism to understand that we don't own none of this stuff that we're fighting and killing about. You know, I don't even, you know, if what, I don't own Birmingham. Ain't nothing about Birmingham mine, so why would I be willing to fight and kill about Birmingham? But that's the type of insanity that we are, you know, expressing and demonstrating uh, around here because we don't have the proper information and the proper knowledge. We've been stripped of our information, and we've been intentionally uh, led astray, bamboozled, and given misinformation, and it's producing this insanity in us. Uh, you know, like the brother said, you know, we don't like to make mention of middle, mental health thing because, you know, that's it's looked down upon. It's shun, you shunned if you are mentally ill, if you crazy, or, you know, all these old terms that we've been conditioned to use that, no, nah, you can't admit that you're depressed. You can't admit that you're stressed out. You can't admit that. I mean, you weak and all this. That's nonsense. That's foolishness. Who's going to go through this hell and not be stressed out? Who's going to be separated from everything they love and not be depressed? I don't want to tell me who, but, you know, we have to have real talk about this. You know what I'm saying? We have to admit the truth when it's in our face because, you know, when he was speaking about uh, the psychological things, I, I thought back to uh, a time when we were uh, in cipher and we were understanding that two psychological phenomena had taken place. And one was learned helplessness and the other psychological phenomenon was Stockholm syndrome. And we were able to correlate this to uh, African descendants of slaves in America. You know, we had developed a learned helplessness that no matter what we do, it ain't going to work. So we might as well accept that condition. And then Stockholm Syndrome, we completely identified with our oppressor and began to fight and kill for him. And those are two psychological conditions that, you know, we need help. I'm talking about on a major level. I'm talking about we need Naam Akbar and some people like that. 
to try to help us get out of this plantation psychosis we in because we are psychologically in our own worst enemy. I'm saying we, we in opposition to our own best interests uh, psychologically. Therefore, it's translating in this chaos we got, we got that we call in our way of life, this uh, gangsterism, uh, this uh, stunt, you know, stunt-tastic, all this money, all my diamonds, all my shooting. Uh, but we suffering as a people. We ain't got no property. We don't have no wealth. We don't have, you know, we don't have none of these things, but we have thousands of, of young black children out here flexing with thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars just to waste and throw away. But nobody's teaching them how to invest. Nobody's teaching them the things that they need to know how to do to build our community and, you know, bring our community back, bring our people back together, uplift us. You know, it's, I'm talking about we just need to have some real talk. Uh, not just as people incarcerated, but black people, period. You know what I'm saying? We in a serious, serious dilemma. And everything that we attempt is going to fail if we don't first put aside our petty differences and come together and unify on a common goal and organize our people and structure and move forward. It's the recipe. You know what I'm saying? If Somebody give you the ingredients to a red velvet cake and it turn out to be a red velvet cake every time you use it. Then the recipe legit. We have a recipe to correct our issues here, man. Let's use the recipe. Let's talk about it, man. Let's get down to the bottom of it. Cause, you know, we watching a whole bunch of things cycle over and over again. This happened, that happened. You know, they protested, they marched, they cried, they fight it. You know, they do it over and over again. We have to come together and do something decisive as a collective group with an agenda. You know what I'm saying? I'm embracing uh, Ice Cube's contract with America. It's an agenda. It's a black agenda. At least we got something to start working with. I'm, I'm in full support of what Trump's talking about. You know, we need our own political base, our own political voice. We need those things. You know, that gives us the foundation to start making decisions as a whole, as a collective, and do what's best uh, for African descendants of slaves in America. Those on the... Uh, well, so-called street cops on the streets in the community, as well as those that's locked behind enemy lines. It's time that we stand up and man up and come together and unify, man. We got to do something or we're going to be extinct. Our children and grandchildren are going to be somebody's slave. Right back. I'm talking about somebody's slave in the sense of being incarcerated as well as being, you know, housed and corralled in your community. You know, it's time that we talk about this stuff. Uh, and with that, you know, I ain't going to get long-winded because I know uh, a couple more brothers in the queue that, uh, you know, they have uh, some thoughts and, and ideas that they want to express and share as well. So I'm a, I'm a hotel with that. Peace and blessings to the multitude. Uh, this brother Kent. Uh, man, I just want to start off by saying, man, uh, it's a blessing as well as an honor to be here once again, you know, Live straight from the plantation. Man, um, as my comrade was just speaking upon, as my comrade was just speaking upon, Ice Cube came with a uh with a with a nice with a nice demonstration. And you know, he's getting ridiculed a whole lot, man, you know, by a lot of brothers and sisters that are uh, you know, kinda kinda ignorant kind of ignorant to politics, to political warfare. And uh, one thing that the art of war teaches is that 
Politics is war without bloodshed, while war is politics with bloodshed. And many people don't understand or grasp that uh that uh that thought. You know, what bruh what bruh is doing, what the brother Ice Cube is doing is his whole his whole his whole thing is deal with those that are in power to get the power that you need to have. Sit down at the table and talk with these guys and put it on the table like this is what we push. And that's what he's doing. And I commend that guy. For real, man. Uh it's gonna be a lot of guys. I you know, and what's going on, you have a lot of guys. I'm not sure if you all had uh kept up with uh uh what Plies, the rapper Plies has said, you know, he came out sour, man. Him and uh DL Houston, the uh the comedian, he they, they both came out real strongly criticizing what the brother uh, Ice Cube is doing, but that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen because in the uh, in this struggle in this movement, you gonna always have a, a diverse sides because you got the opposition that sets and divides. You see what I'm saying? They set in and they divide. They 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 establish discord amongst the people. You know, it can go all the way back to. Uh, Frederick Douglass and E.B. the board, uh, W.E.B. the board, or if you go to uh, Malcolm X and the, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and so so many others throughout the years, you know, where where the opposition sowed discord amongst the multitude. So therefore, it is on us, being the people at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the totem pole or in the middle of the totem pole to assist those that are blinded to actual warfare. You see what I'm saying? So just like uh, the dude Hitler, Adolf Hitler has said, which is a very, very strong-minded dude for those that know anything about Hitler. But what Hitler said is, if you are a people or organization that is trying to establish power, you must sit down and build with organizations and people that are already in power. You see what I'm saying, which is the government, which is the military, and which is the religion. So when you sit down and you establish a, a, a greater understanding about and establish uh, uh, cause or struggle or whatnot, you know, you unify upon that and you build. But like I said, man, you got a lot of guys that, that's going to speak against what's going on, but those are the ones that are ignorant to actual politics. And not only maybe they maybe they're not only just ignorant to the actual politics, but they may be a part of the, the opposition that, you know, to, you, you never know the opposition may have them in position to do certain things, you know. But for those that don't know, the brother Ice Cube has a nice platform as well as the brother uh 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 Diddy has a nice platform. And me personally, I support both because I don't see how neither one of them can, you know, kind of, I don't see how neither one of them can actually uh, stand. No house divided will ever stand. You see what I'm saying? Ain't nobody trying to live in a house with a split roof. You feel me? So it's like if everyone is, is, if both parties are speaking for the black people, then 
they got to be together because the whole mission and the goal is for black people, you know. So we can't allow the opposition to come in and to sow the score. So that's why we on this line right here, you know, uh, Bill, we had a nice uh, – we had a nice demonstration. Uh, I'm not sure what night that was. We all had uh, went live on the book. You know, I'm looking forward to doing it once again. But it was a nice, it was a nice thing, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to hear more of everybody's thoughts pertaining to this, as well as what we can do from state to state, from inside to out. You know, far as bettering our tradition. But with that being said, man, I ain't finna. Uh, I ain't finna just keep on talking, man. Peace, love, you and success, man. Thank you, man. All right, thanks a lot. Um, like I said, you know, if you if you want to add in and chime in to the conversation, please press one. Uh, we're gonna start taking calls in just a second. I know we had another caller in queue, uh, Sister Shay. If you're still in the queue, um, your microphone is unmuted. Go ahead and speak. Well, I honestly don't have anything to say. I was really just trying to be here and soak up the knowledge as far as uh, definitely about the ice cube and uh, what's his stand on it or whatever. But I really don't have much to say. I was just here to soak up the knowledge because I was uh, really wanted to know what what was going on as far as ice cube and, and what was in his plan, actually, because I hadn't okay. really done my research. I would just you said you have not that. done your research? I Not on that, no. Okay, all right. Well, I'll just say that um, we're probably going to talk about it, but we're not going to – I'm going to say we because I know the, the guys that I'm speaking with, I know I know their position is the same as mine. There's a saying in uh, Black Panther Speak. He said – they said no research, no right to speak. And so I'm just saying that to reiterate one thing, that we don't want to give you our interpretation of we would prefer that you read it and then we can come and collaborate and each person get their own interpretation because our interpretation might be wrong. You know what I'm saying? We subject to error too. But but it is a conversation that we need to have. And so um, we got a copy of the, uh, I think we have both of the contracts with Black America. He has a short version and he has a, young, a long version. And it's been video after video coming out every day and everyone has a perspective. So, um, I would say just go into the uh, live from the plantation group and we'll start mm-hmm. sharing some of those videos and content in there and just go and read and take your time because it's really worth taking the time, not just what he says in the contract, but what he's trying to do strategically and tactically for black people as a whole, because he's trying to pull us out of a state where we're just participating in a system where other people, this is a system that benefits people. This is not a, 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 a broke system. It's not a bankrupt system. This is a system where trillions of dollars are being transferred. And he's saying that we're participating in the system through our vote, electing people, and once they get in the door, we're not receiving any kind of kickback. And then he used an analogy um, in an interview with, um, I think it was Willie D. yesterday. He used an analogy. He said, what's going on right now is like, when we go into the club, me, you, can't we all pulling up at the club and when we get to the club i know the dude at the door and so the dude at the door like i'm pull up on that like yeah what i'm trying to get in so he flagged me in and i don't even look back at you and can't i just keep on walking i'm up in the club i'm doing my thing but y'all outside stuck but we all came together we, we you know what i'm saying and he said that's what's going on with politics right now these folks come <laughs> out getting our vote we all pulling up to the polling station and whatnot together but that one exactly. the, the result is in, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, that's definitely how I feel right now. I get now yeah. I did, like I didn't do a research. I, I did a little, but not enough to comment, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. uh, that part, that part, yeah, right, I'm totally with, like, I agree with him with that. Like, we constantly giving our votes, but we get in return, zero. Right, that's right. And that's why I wanted to give the other side of it in there, because it's not just the contract. It's also the process, and we can all identify with the process, even if we ain't read the contract with Black Americans. That's why I'm talking about that side of it, the side where we're just we're participating in the system where we ain't getting nothing out of it. Now, as far as the details in the contract, that's something that we all need to go and read for ourselves because there's something in it for all of us. And he's saying that, you know, this is how we have to leverage our vote. We can't just be part of no party, you know what I'm saying? Then the chatter about an independent political party, that conversation is coming back a lot. And we've been in this country 400 years, and there's no reason why we shouldn't have our own party. We shouldn't be a part of anything. Ice Cube said that black people represent 13% of the population, but we're only getting 0.5% of all government dollars. We participate in the elections 100%. So we should be receiving, he said, if they just give us that 13%, then we will be made whole. But relative to our percentage of population in this country. That's just that's just just for for today moving forward. That doesn't have anything to do with the reparation side of it. But the fact that we're only getting 0.5% of total government contracts, total government spending, and that's a problem. And, and no one can dispute that. These are numbers that anybody can, can assess at any time. And so why are we still participating? And why are we still a part of these parties? And what Ice Cube is exposed is that there are a lot of black people who understand this, and the the money that's supposed to be coming our way, they short they shortcutting it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because they getting they cut. And so Ice Cube saying we got to move them out of the way, and then we got to start fighting for our full share because right now we only getting 0.5%. And so that's those are just some things around the contract that's not in the contract that's relevant. To the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Hey, okay, uh, say, so, um, say, go ahead, brother. Say, yeah, um, many people are not aware of um, the fact that originally, back before the uh, the civil the civil rights bill, the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1965. And then they came right back with the Voting Act in 1966, if I'm not mistaken, my dates uh, uh, should be correct. Okay, before this, before these years right here, what black people used to do, uh, uh, one of the main one of the main parties was the Lowe Alabama. Uh, 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 I forgot the name. I think it was the Lowe County, Lowe County, Alabama. Uh, Lowndes County, Alabama, something like that. It was a political party. This is what the actual foundation, the form, the actual name of the Black Panther. Where it was, it was, it was nicknamed that. It wasn't called. It was that wasn't the name of the uh, of the party. But and I'm yeah, pretty sure y'all know this because y'all smart about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the symbol of the party but, was uh, yeah, the Black Panther. Yeah, that's uh, what I said. That was the yeah, party it, it was the Lowndes, the Lowndes County, Lowndes County. Uh, with Stokely, Stokely, them came through on the Freedom Stokely Rides and stopped. And Selma and so forth. It was the Lowndes County. It was the Lowndes County where they came from. 
and 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 their whole thing was politics, and their symbol exactly was the Black Panther. So you know, it, it back in those days, what they used to do was the Black people used to uh, mobilize and 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 establish structures throughout the churches. This is why. They start, if, if you all remember from back in the days watching movies or whatever, how they used to burn churches down because a church was a, was a, was a tax. It, it was, it was a, it was its own entity to a degree. And at the same time, that was like the only place where black people actually had to just, you know, to call their own, you know, and, and what they were doing was they'll organize and they'll establish voters unions and different things like this. And, uh, uh, um, Workers Union for the jobs. You you all go back to uh I forgot the other name of the uh organization. I don't I'm not sure if it was started in Louisiana or Alabama. I think it was Alabama too, the Deacons of Defense. Alright, they were started doing the same things, you know, establishing voter voter parties and things of that nature there. So what <clears throat> what uh uh Puff what what, what Diddy is doing it's not a. It's not really new. It's just. It's just one of the first things that's going on. It's another brother. I, I believe his name is uh Tyrone Muhammad and some more guys in in Chicago. They're doing the same thing. They just ain't got the money like getting them have to just uh, uh uh put it out there. But it's very much needed. But in order to do this, or it's one thing to start the political party. But if black people are not politically aware of politics, then it's still useless. You see what I'm saying? So 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 with establishing a political party, one's gotta actually understand the difference between Democrats, Republicans, socialism, capitalism, and so on and so forth. You feel what I'm saying? In order to even they gotta understand anything even to be able to make a uh a, a, a decision. You know what I'm saying? As to voting, but that's 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 where I want to implement right there. Yeah, and I like the thing about what Ice Cube did. See, like he made it. He he he's giving people an incentive, and you know, if he had not incentivized his plan, we wouldn't be talking about it. Like you just talking about with them other brothers. You know what I'm saying? But and then the tweet, of course, with the the lady from the uh, Trump campaign. But the fact that he has talked numbers and talked specific incentives for voting that has accelerated the learning curve for people around the political machine because now it's got people asking the question, well, what are we already getting? Where is the money coming from? And he gave another analogy in another video. He said that he said he was trying to get people to understand what it means to only be getting a 0.5% of the total government expenditure. He said that imagine being at a, at a, at a, at a, a barbecue and it's 100 people there, 13 of them black, the other 87 are different colors, all right? So when the people make the plates up, what they're doing is they sending to the – they made 100 plates up. It's, it's 100 people at a, a barbecue, and it's 100 plates made up. 13 other people are black. So the black people are moved to the side, and instead of us receiving 13 plates, we're receiving half a plate. And he said that's the reason why you have crime. That's the reason why you have violence. That's the reason why we have all these issues because you're asking people who are contributing 100% to the pot, but when the pot is split, we only get a half a plate to feed 13 miles. That's the reason why we have we have so many of these issues. And so he was just using that as an analogy. And so I just want people to see 
You know what I'm saying? We got to start just looking at some of these things, you know what I'm saying? Because the Democratic Party ain't putting those type of numbers out. Joe Biden's camp ain't putting them out. Donald Trump's camp ain't putting them out. But these are the things that we have to start looking at in this political process before we can start getting a grasp or hold of what's really going on. And then for those of us on the inside, you know, we got a responsibility in this too, even though I'm 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 apolitical, but I still can't not be a part of the political conversation. Yeah, sound like we got someone else in queue. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Brother Matt, do we have any callers at this time? If you want to call, you want to join the conversation, please press 1. You know this live from the plantation. We're callers we every show. We want to bring our callers in every show all the time. Do we have any callers at this time, Brother Matt? We got about a uh, – can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Okay. We got about yes. a dozen callers on the line, but nobody's got their hands up. Okay. If anybody wants to join the conversation, all you have to do is press 1. And uh, Max will bring you in the queue, and uh, we want to hear from you. Um, uh, brother, is, is, is J-Rag in? Yeah, he in. Okay, go ahead and bring him off of me. Bring him off of it. Bro, Rock, you still with me? Yeah, I'm on, bro. All right. Yes, sir, we can hear you cloud and clear. You got me, bro? Yes, sir. We we hear you. We hear you loud and okay. clear. I mean, my thing is peace and, and, and blessings to you all, first of all, as I make my introduction into this. Um, this is my first time attending the call, well, second time attending the call on the level to this magnitude, and I appreciate the brothers for inviting me to do so. But um, I want to more so focus on the level of the thing of dealing with mental health. I was recently explaining the issue to this guy, and I was telling him about this wall that hunts this particular spider. And in the process of hunting this particular spider, he plants his larva inside of the spider, and the spider stops making a, a web and starts making a cocoon. Now, we all know that spiders don't make cocoons. They make webs. But the larva that, that's planted inside of this spider causes it to make a home for its enemy and it eventually feeds off of it and come out and actually come out the same thing that a was. I said that to say this. We as a people in this environment have allowed a mindset to be present or that has took control of us to the point where it has almost eradicated any level of logical thinking to think along the lines to move towards maintaining or regaining our freedom on any level. So to agree and coincide with what, what bro Rafael stated as far as the mental health issue, but we are facing some serious, some serious differences. And the need that I see that a lot of these brothers are taking to escape, right now the drug problem issue that we're dealing with inside of these facilities, man, it's crazy. But when you understand that this is exact reflection of what goes on in our communities, when the people become active in our communities, the first thing they gave us was drugs. It was heroin. When COINTELPRO was implemented in 1965, a counterintelligence program, I'm not a professional in boxing, but I know that when you throw a punch, and if you counter the punch, then you had something had to begin thrown back at you. So if they was countering intelligence, what was the intelligence that we was offering that they was trying to counterattack. 
and it was unity. So it goes back to what the brother was stating along the lines of unifying the towards the division, the isolation, the things that we do. And I think I was saying something to him along the lines of this a couple of weeks back. The word individual in itself, you can take it and get in with the divides us all. The separation to put us in different spectrums. And they know that that's one of the oldest tactics that you can use in this environment and in society as well is to divide us. And the drug issue in here, it plays hand-in-hand with what it is that they got planned. And I don't think it's going to stop until they get what they want. And that's total annihilation of us all, whether it be physically, mentally, on any spectrum that they can do it on. I'm at peace with that. So um, we, we, we had a conversation, uh, we, we've had a conversation recently um, about the need for us to to work back towards building this unity and, and, and getting a peace accord in place that made us effective, that makes us a threat, that, that puts us in power, that gives us the ability to, to dictate change and not be dictated on, you know. And I wanted to bring that up because unity is, is something that has to be worked for. We can't just say we're going we gonna to be united and we're going to make a move. No, it's there. There, there, there are conversations that have to be had. You have to, you have to propagate this message at all times. You have to. There has to be a buy-in. You have to get people to understand and see why it's important. You have to get people to see the other side of what happens when we are not united. History comes into play. You know, leaders come into play. It's so many things because, like, we know within these tribes that. A lot of us have beasts and issues about shit that we don't even really remember what it was started for. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody got shot, but we forgot why that person got shot was because somebody else got shot or somebody, you know what I'm saying? It just, we are latching on to self-destructive, we latch on to self-destructive habits and behaviors just too easily. And it's because of, it goes back to the analogy not the not the analogy itself, but the 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 message behind the analogy. When you have thirteen people all trying to eat off of half of a plate, of course I'm gonna be looking at you, trying to see how much you cutting off. Of course I'm gonna be counting your spoons. Of course I'm gonna be mad when you dig in too deep. Of course I'm gonna be mad about all these things. So. It, it, it causes all these different issues that we're dealing with right now because it's half a plate been placed before 13 people. We need 13 plates. And the only way we're going to get them 13 plates, we got to get them ourselves. They ain't going to get them to us. They already showed us that they ain't getting us number half a plate. So what are we going to do to get these other 12 and a half plates? That's the issue. That's what we're trying to unite around. That's what we're trying to come together for. We're trying to get fair play. That's what the mother 12 and a half place represent. Fairness, justice, equality. That's what we're trying to get. And we're not going to get there blaming each other, mad at each other, taking shots at each other, knocking each other off just so that I'm going to be the only one eating half plate. I'm going to kill 12 of my brothers just so I can be the one with the half a plate. When I can just tell my other 12 brother, hey, them plates over there belong to us. Let's go get that. Because that's what Ice Cube's saying. He said, hey, there go our plate, there go our other 12 and a half plates. 
and we have to move together like that. You know what I'm saying? So what are we coming together for? We coming together to go and get our other 12 in a hand. Because if we don't, we're going to kill each other off. We're going to kill each other off fighting for these fucking crumbs. And in the end, the one, the last man standing, guess what he's standing with? Half a plate. And he's standing by himself against 87 more. What you think the mother 87 is going to do? He's going to come and take that. They're going to come and take that. Because we killed all our soul. We killed our army. We killed the other 12 members of our army to get half a plate. And now we standing over here by ourselves. Can't even defend the half a plate. Anybody can come and take it from us. Any nationality or ethnic group can come and take it. Even the ones that don't even have a 13% stake in this in this thing going on over here in America. They could be a they could be a two percent of the population. But two is bigger than one. And they can come and take that. So we gotta save ourselves for the for the bigger fight. And stop killing each other over this half a plate. And I yield with that. We got any callers? Anyone want to join in yet, Brother Max? Um, the lines are uh, open. If you, all you have to do is press one. Like I said, you still got about a dozen people on, no hands up. Uh, listen, this is a caller-driven program, so even if you just want to say, hey, I appreciate that your brothers are talking, I'm listening and I'm here to support, they'd appreciate that. So press one on your keyboard, keypad if you have something to say or a question to ask. Thanks a lot. Okay. I, just, I got I one just here. Add on got one. Moment, you know. Okay, right, okay, bring them on, Mac. 2444, you are live up from the plantation. Hey, guys, this is Savannah. Hey, I'm Savannah. I'm uh, just showing up support, and uh, I'm really enjoying the conversation, uh, really talking about and engaging people and encouraging people uh, to be mindful of what we're asking for when we do get a seat at the table, right? There's always this conversation about everybody needs a seat at the table, you know, everybody needs an opportunity. However, some people get to the table and they walk away with crumbs, right? So sometimes knowledge is more valuable than the monetary gain, right? And so I think, you know, when we unify and we learn what we need as a community, then that can be more valuable than these, you know, these $1,000 stimulus checks, right, that's going to run out, and we still in poverty. We still struggling, you know? And so I just think people need to first recognize and understand what it is that they need so when they do get the opportunity, they can ask for what's going to sustain them as a people. And that's all I want to say. Uh, we appreciate that, uh, Sister Savannah. We definitely appreciate it. And anybody else that's, that's on, if you have any kind of comment, you know, that you want to join the conversation, uh, share your opinion, or just, you know, offer support or whatever, just press one, and uh, we'll bring you into the queue and, and include you in the conversation. Uh, but at this time, I, you know, I want to, uh, I guess, piggyback on something that uh, that was said earlier. <clears throat> Uh, when we were talking about, you know, unifying and, and, you know, unity and things of that nature, we have to be careful uh, that we don't just get off into the abstract 
conversation of talking about unity, uh, but that we actually get uh, in the mix and, and, and do the work of unifying brothers. Uh, you know what I'm saying? For a long time in these uh, plantations, brothers talking about unifying people, bringing people together. Uh, but there are many things that we can do. We're creative. I'm talking about uh, we the knowledge body uh, on these plantations. So, you know, we created, we come up with ways to bring people together. It's easy to mobilize people. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and these, in these plantations, it's easy. Uh, for instance, you know, like I said today, uh, for Cypher, we had a cultural badge, uh, a sort of like a rap competition between blocks, and bring out masses of people and then bring all these people here together. And once we get them there, then we begin to educate them on what's going on, you know what I'm saying, what actually is taking place uh, in these prisons as well as uh, the climate of what's going on in society. Uh, so, you know, we have to do the work of unifying. You know, it's all good and well that we all understand we need unity, and we're talking about unifying, and we're talking about organizing, and we're talking about these things. But we have to be real careful that we don't just get uh, caught up and turn into a talking head. That, you know, we're saying all the right things. We got it all mapped out. Uh, but ain't none of us really doing the work. Uh, but we got fingers to point at other people who ain't, uh, you know, articulate enough to express the abstract or the theoretical. Uh, but we got to get down on the ground. We got to start mobilizing these brothers. We got to start educating them. Uh, and I'm talking about we got to stop being so soft uh, with this. You know what I'm saying? This is a requirement. This is mandatory. You know what I'm saying? I remember a time when a brother came to Holman and there was a recruiting squad that went looking for him. And when they found him, they found out where he was from, how much time he had, did he have a diploma, and, you know, all the basics. And they determined what he was about to do. It wasn't no, you can do this. No, you're going to school, you're going to get your GED, and then once you get your GED, you're going to do this. you got life without parole, you're going to the law class. You're going to be there every day. And this was organizational structure implementing discipline that was geared towards veterans, the members of their organization. You know, it takes men to step up and say, hey, no, we ain't off into that. This is what we off into. We uplifting one another. We trying to build something. We ain't up in here trying to run the prison. We ain't trying to be kings of the dump. We actually using this as a staging ground for our move. We have to educate ourselves. We have to teach these brothers. We have to train these brothers physically, mentally, spiritually, and politically. You know, we got to step up and actually get out here and do the work. And I think back all the times about what it must have been like for Elijah Muhammad. Dealing with, I'm trying to dealing with some real live dope things, some real live alcoholics. But he got down in the muck with them. He helped lift them up out of there and showed them they fell. Them the awesome men. Them the awesome men. That's us. Throughout these plantations, there's always brothers that are on point, that brothers who know what they know and about what they're talking about. The universe wouldn't allow no plantation not to have a slave on it who was thinking about freedom and was studying everything he could to find freedom and to get freedom and to take his brothers and sisters with him. So this is our responsibility right now. We know something got to be done. We know something got to be done now. So we got to get out here and get these brothers together and organize them and put them on point and move as a unit. I can't speak for other brothers, 
But I can say on this plantation here, there's a group of awesome men who understand what got to be done and have committed themselves to the process of doing it. I'm talking about doing the work, understanding that, you know, we might end up in a cell before we pull it off. We might end up dead. We might it's anything possible, but we have committed ourselves to go all in because that's what it is about right now. We all in. And we all understand it, but a lot of us scared. We scared of the unknown. We scared that we might succeed and we don't know what to do when we succeed. But it's time to put that fear aside, man. It's time to put ignorance aside. It's time to put petty differences aside. It's time to put your God, his God aside. It's time that we come together on a common ground and we move as a unit, as a people. You know what I'm saying? We a class of people. We all got brown on or white or stripes or whatever kind of uniform they got the slaves in in your state. But based on that uniform, they done lumped us all in a pile together and said that y'all ain't going to do nothing. So it's on us to prove them wrong. Because they got a billion-dollar ticket going on, and they don't plan on changing it no time soon. And, you know, whether it, it was an actual letter or not, the in the Willie Lynch letter, it said it continue fail unless there's a phenomenon. Man, tonight I'm telling y'all, we that phenomenon. We that phenomenon to break the Willie Lynch cycle. We the phenomenon to end this slave-making, slave-trading business that they running on us once and for all. We the one. I miss my brother Elamine so much that I don't know what to do. But his favorite thing to tell me was that if it ain't us, then who? And if not right now, then when? Ain't nobody got time to be waiting and procrastinating. We trying to get free now. I want to be free right now, and I'm doing the work, and I'm asking y'all to join me and come together, and let's do the work from plantation to plantation, man. Let's unify, let's link up, and let's move as a unit, man. Let's quit playing, man. If you have influence or status in these organizations, step up and be a man. And if the person in charge ain't being a man, then somebody step up and be a man and bring your clique together, your squad together, and let's link up, man. We ain't got time to play, man. We sitting around in these prisons playing, stabbing on each other, beating each other up, stealing from each other, and all this foolishness. And we know this designed for us to do that. Yet we still do it. That's just like knowing it's a pothole right here in the road, but I'm going to ride right down the road and mess up my rim in the pothole and be mad about it. Brother, I knew it was there. Yes, Brother, sir. I think we have a call. I think, Brother Max, that we have a caller on. Uh, yes, you do. Okay, come on with a Max. 6422, you're live from the plantation. 6422. Uh, peace and blessing to the mother, too. Uh, it's Abu Halim. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you, brother. Go ahead. Uh, peace and blessing. I was just uh listening in, and uh, from what I hear, all of you brothers on here are well equipped, you know. And I will uh, I will be honored, you know, to join the movement, and you know, be progressive in in this plantation that I'm currently on right now. But uh, I really just want to, you know, chime in and let you guys know that I am aware and I'm listening and I'm uh, soaking everything in and uh, 
like I said, I'm 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 willing to to pick up those reins and drive this car down here. You know what I'm saying? With these brothers that are down here, that's within the movement. So, with that being said, I'm just gonna uh, leave y'all power to the people, and I pass. All praises, dear brother. Thank you for joining in. Um, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back on the other side of the break, and um, just give everyone a take take. Take um you know take a breath you may, may need to take care of some restroom break get some water or something um we're gonna come back over wanna um follow up and talk about um the role that people in society are needed to play in this movement you know it, the things don't work in prison the way they work in the streets and we are stuck inside of a we we stuck inside of a, a box with the, with the lid on it. We're inside of a box with the lid on it. So sometimes we get locked in or what they call institutionalized into our environment. And that's why it's so important for people on the outside to be actively engaged with people on the inside. But that engagement has to be in a certain type of way so that guys on the inside can be more effective in reaching the people who have the lid on with no holes in it. But some of these leads don't have holes, and some people are locked all the way in, and the free world society does not exist anymore. And so we have to make society come back alive. We have to remind people of of, of playing with nieces and nephews, sons and daughters, and, and, and getting on mama nerves and chilling with pops and, and hanging out with bruh and, and, and having fun with an old lady. We have to, we have to, we have to bring that back to reality. And so our methods are unorthodox in society because these are not deprivations that people in society have to deal with. So y'all don't know how to rebuild those things. Y'all don't know what a reboot looks like for a person who has become desensitized to all of these things. Not some of them, desensitized to all of them to the point where the reality that they're in inside the box becomes their only reality. And so when we say we need assistance, it doesn't always fit the script of what people are used to doing, what the non-profit sector is used to doing. We have certain types of things, certain types of moves that have to be made. So we're going to just um, come back on the other side and talk about that a little bit. Uh, Brother Matt, take us into the break. you live from the plantation. Thank you for joining in. Send the link. Send it to your friends. Invite some more people to join in for the next side of Live from the Plantation. And you got another caller on the other side. We'll catch you when we get right back. Abolition. 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 The detention center that I'm going to sell today really is state-of-the-art. It's as good as it can possibly get. You have the people coming into that pipeline, so you have an endless supply of product. No matter what your business is, what you're looking for, we will have a steady supply of people in America to fill this
a new analysis of the U.S. prison population finds more black men are incarcerated now than were enslaved in 1850. The figures are stunning. They are sobering, eye-opening numbers. The latest estimates by the Bureau of Justice putting the number of imprisoned African-American men at more than 846,000. Modern day slaves, bloods in the crypts, orange jumpsuits, mug shots, fingerprints. Time to meet Mastercard, bend over strip. Dictatorship over all fellowship. You can get clipped, being soft, don't slip. Better get a grip in this medieval castle. Pull your whole card if you instigate hassle. Slave against slave in the mud where you wrestle. Thought you was tough until they tore into that asshole. Penitentiary, read that auction block. Plantation field, that's the yard on lock. Leading us off to the auction block Locking us up by loads and flocks Sending us off to the auction block Auction block, auction block 24-7 all around the clock Auction block, auction block The morning light down the high five It's plain to see the commodity Making up rich, it's you and me Modern day On your leg, hand in your feet Told when to wake up, told when to sleep Stripped of your name, thrown to the heap Labeled as a number, another lost black sheep Build a penitentiary for massa ain't cheap Dangling the bait, yo, they plot real deep Slave on the system, out to catch it for the keep Closed down factories, bankrupt cities Streets getting grimy, your folks more gritty Killing and murdering, showing no pity Far from the days of the do-why ditty Crooked politicians in every inner city Not just the top, yo, the whole damn committee Cheap sales full, lace their pockets real pretty Murky waters, black sided daughters Setting booby traps out to catch you for the slaughter Slinging them rocks and busting shots It's leading us off to the auction block Locking us up by loads and flocks Sending us off to the auction block Auction block, auction block 24-7 all around the clock Auction block, auction block The morning light down the high five It's plain to see Making up riches, you and me Modern day slavery Modern day slavery Because the prison industrial complex is a business And we are a commodity We were brought here as a commodity As soon as they figured out that they could no longer use us in the way they use us They had to figure out a new way to use us And when this way runs out, they'll come out with another way to use us Until we wake up until we raise our consciousness, until we recognize that I want you to kill each other. I want you to call your sister by the V-name. I want you to call each other niggas. I want y'all to rob and steal each other. You know why? Because I make money all the way to the bank. My daughter is a stenographer. My uncle is a judge. My nephew is a prosecutor. My cousin is a defense attorney. And my, my brother is a correction officer. My other cousin is a warden. And if you die and kill each other, I make them vomit for to bury your dead ass. Abolition. Abolition. Today. Abolition. 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 Once again, we back live from the plantation. Uh, starting our second hour, just having a conversation about um, the ice cube issue, uh, talking about the conditions inside some of these prisons, um, just the everyday living environment, and really, you know, why the time is now. Why the time is now to get involved. Um, 
why it's time to do more. We we have to do more. I mean, we in a political climate right now. I mean, we look on the news and we see all these things going on every day. And we see ourselves being left out of these conversations. It's not anyone else's responsibility to interject our issues into these conversations. It's our responsibility. The only power we have behind these walls is our labor. Our labor, the money we spend on canteen, the money we spend on collect phone calls, the money we spend on the Senate packages, all of the contributions that we make to the system that make it possible. That's our power. That's all we got. We don't have no other source of power. The only way we can activate that power is we have to unify and we have to do just like what Ice Cube doing. We got to pull up to the table and tell them what y'all giving us for our labor and for us laying up in these damn prisons and being peaceful and not tearing this shit up and burning it down. What y'all giving us for that is not enough. We can't accept that no more. That's what Ice Cube's saying. What y'all been giving us for our vote and we keep putting y'all in power is not enough. We got to get something else out of it. Unlike Ice Cube, we don't have our contract drawn up. We're doing what the people who criticize the ice cube, we're just sitting around talking. We're working on it. It's almost done. But as of right now, it's not ready. That's leadership failure. That's not for the people. That's leadership failure. But everyone has failed. That's the reason why the system is still in existence, because we've all failed. So we acknowledge our failure, but we need other people to acknowledge theirs and to step up. You know what I'm saying? So... We had another caller on the other side. We're going to go ahead and bring the caller on at this time. And then after the call, we're going to turn the second half of the show back over to Connecticut Justice Amon, and he's going to guide the mothership home. All right, 4724, you live from the plantation. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, you can hear me. Okay. This is Amira with uh, the PLUS organization. Uh, my question or comment is just in regards to this conversation that was going on before break. Um, I heard a lot of you talk about you know, getting the ball going and get it, get more involved in the change. My question or statement is that um, what are your suggestions or uh, to those individuals that maybe are hesitant or even scared to step up, you know, within their circle? What words, what suggestions, what advice can you provide to them? You know, how do they start or where do they start? You know, um, more may actually want to step up. More brothers may actually want to step up and be that lead and be that change, you know, on their plantation, but may truly be unsure where to begin with. So what advice do you give to them? I'm sorry, I didn't know if Connecticut was going to come on and answer the question or not. Um, the first thing I would I would suggest is, is that um, we have a curriculum of books basic curriculum of, of educational material that we ask people to read. And so the first thing I, he has to do is he has to be informed. And so what we can do is, like, we can create a small group, and then we can go, go in and get this material. We can go in and get this material together and then have think tanks and have discussions and make sure that we're all operating from the same point. Um, after that, he has to find like-minded people in his environment and bring those people together on the inside and on the outside with a particular plan of action. Um, as far as the people on the outside, see, you all can assist by making sure the proper material is getting in. You all can assist by guys, 
you know, it's one thing to look on the news and see people advocating for you. It's another thing for the administration to have to close down a prison because protesters are outside. So uh, the, there's a young lady, she works with an organization called EPIC out of Ohio. It's E-P-I-C, Ensuring Parole for Incarcerated Citizens. They've been protesting their prisons around the state of Ohio every week since May. And so what we have to do is that we have to get on their coattails because they need motivation too because they've been doing a lot of it on their own. And so we want to get behind them and get other people to start protesting. But those are just the basic ground floor dynamics. And the reason why the protest at the prisons is so important, people underestimate it. People underestimate it. The first step that I would recommend after getting the education information for anybody on the outside is to show a better fit. And the reason why is because it's about four or five different things take place when that happens. Two of the main things is, one, the administration has to lock the prison down or they have to take some kind of security measure. When they do that, it disrupts the, 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 the monotony, the routine that guys on the inside have. And when that's disrupted, when that, that's how they keep us going the way we're going because they create these routines that we follow. Well, when all of a sudden the routine is broken, the first thing guys going to start asking, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? And someone's going to have to come up with an answer. And when that answer is, there's some protesters outside, the first thing the guy's going to want to know is, who is it? What they protesting for? It sparked so many long-range conversations just by disrupting just a normal little routine. And that's how you start the conversation. And then you start in reach. Maybe you put a newsletter together. Maybe you... um. Except the couple collect phone calls. We just we have to build infrastructure for guys on the outside to in, I mean for people on the inside to interact with people on the outside, but in a different style than what's already going on with these nonprofits. Because most nonprofits they not going to the prison unless they looking for a client and they're gonna make some money off of it. That's the only reason why these federal properties and ACLUs and the Center for Human Rights, and these nonprofits are filing these lawsuits and stuff, they ain't going nowhere near no prison unless they're going to make some money off of that business. And so we got to get people going to the prison to interacting with people to organize, to organize the population on the inside, to put the right type of information in there to get guys to understand what their labor means to the system, what going to the store, what except to collect phone calls. People have to understand how these things keep the system running. And then we have to organize a plan to take it all away. In Free Alabama Movement, we organize work strikes, boycott, and protest. We boycott the store. We boycott the phone. We boycott the incentive packages. We boycott the visitation vendor machines. We do it in stages. Like we had a program in 2018 called the Campaign to Redistribute the Pain. Every other month, uh, February, April, June, August, October, and December, we boycotted the whole month. No phone call, no store draw, no nothing, because it's not going to happen without sacrifice. And these are the sacrifices that people have to be willing to make because Brother Max, he's on right now. Um, I don't know if uh, Jennifer is on, but they did a little research for us, and we found that this securities company, 
they make almost a billion dollars. What was it? Um, what was it? What was it? Four hundred million dollars a quarter, Matt? They were making forty million a quarter. Forty, yeah, excuse me, forty million. So a it was a hundred and sixty million dollars a year, just on the phone calls. Just on phone calls. And so we got other, like we got another, um, we had another article that showed that one of these companies transacted like over a billion dollars. So what I'm saying is we cannot continue to fuel the system that's causing us problems. And then we have to start looking at what would the system look like if we took this money out, if we took that money out, if we took that labor out, if we all agreed that people in prisons around the country would never work these jobs right here again. We'll never work on a, a maintenance crew again. We just boycott that job all the way out, all around the country. We we can organize where people who are incarcerated never take that job again or never take the kitchen job again. Or we boycott all of the ACI industries and say that people on the inside would never work these jobs again and then start paying attention to what that, that looks like. So that's what we have to do. We have to get, we have to come, the first thing we have to do is have a plan. Then we have to all come to an agreement that this is the plan, and then we have to all stick to it. But like I said to you, we've got the information out there, but the information needs to be revised. It needs to be updated. The plan needs to be represented, and then we need people to commit to it. So um, that was my long answer. Uh, Brother Max, I, I don't know if we have your contact information. I don't know what state you're calling from. Here. But, but uh, I'm going to ask Brother Max to make sure we get your contact information, if you don't mind. And after the call, we can follow up uh, and continue on this conversation further because we are having meetings around through the 13th event. But after that event is over, we're trying to get a transition team together to make sure that we have a plan in place coming out of that moving forward. And so if you're not already plugged into those resources, I want to make sure you get plugged in. But we've got to have a continuous plan. Three to 13th, it's going to be over on the 30th. And after that, we can't just be flat. We have to already have a plan in place for what we're going to do moving forward. And we're trying to get work done on that. So and I, I definitely would invite you to come on, uh, join these conversations, become a part of these plans so that uh, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can be the agents of change in this system. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, I think I will have to add on to that. Uh, the only thing I can add on is uh, that the education part that he was talking about, the curriculum part, that's going to be essential. Um, but like I said, that we can link up and make sure that that information is, is transmitted and passed on, and we can link up with your brother and try to uh, – Encourage him and uh, instruct him on the way to try to do that on the plantation. He um, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Please, uh, Max, if you're you have on any the other callers, uh, if you're on the conference line, please be mindful of your background noise. We can hear it all throughout the line, and it's drowning out the people that's talking. Okay. Um, for those, for those in the host queue, everyone in the host queue, uh, you can mute your phone. Uh, to be respectful of the background noise, if you will, at this time, mute your phone. Uh, no one else has their uh, hands oh. up at this point. Okay, okay. But just to, to continue on in the, in the line of the conversation that uh, we're having, like I said, this is a, a free cipher, so to speak, you know, an open discussion. We're talking about uh, 
issues that affect us, that directly affect us, and and what are we going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? There, there's so many uh, people who are weighing in in this conversation that, you know, those are for or against a certain position. That's, you know, that's a part of, of the discussion, the dialogue. But the main thing is that the discussion is, is taking place, that, you know, we're actually having serious conversations about vehement change. I'm talking about not this gradualism that uh, they would prescribe for us to, you know, wait 10, 15, 20 more years for things to get better. I'm saying we we tired. It's clear. I'm saying throughout the country, throughout these plantations, we tired. I'm saying we, we, we know that we have been treated unfairly. We know that the system has been unjust. Uh, we know that the oppression has been nonstop. We know that racism has been institutionalized. We know all these things, and we have suffered up under it for far too long. And it's time for us to to shake the monkey off our back. It's time for us to step up and stand up. It's time for us to be men. It's time for us to be women. It's time for us to be vital. It's about time to lay down. Not time to lay down at all, and you know I just I've been in my feelings all the last few days in regards to it because I'm passionate about fighting against this system. I'm passionate about making change. I'm passionate about making some type of contribution to that change, and I see so much potential around us. And I'm talking about it would be nothing to change this if we could just harness that potential and channel it in the right direction. But that's a leadership thing. And as the brother said earlier, that's a failure on the part of leadership. To have all this potential, to know what it's capable of, and to have a plan and not do everything in your power to harness that potential. And we should have harnessed it by now. I know in the state of Alabama we should have harnessed it by now because we have been knee-deep in this struggle on this level, on this stage, for the last six, seven years. We know what's at stake. We know the power that we got. We know that we won't change. So the only thing that's stopping us is us. When will we stop? getting in our own way. I'm saying we shoot holes in this in our own ship and then complain about it sinking. I'm saying it's time that we wise up. up. It's time that we man up. Wake up. It's time that we do what we supposed to do as men. Yeah, it's time to be the awesome man. It's time to step up and be leaders. It's time to get amongst the people. Harness this potential and channel and direct it towards our freedom. Don't try to repress that energy of the young brothers. Learn to harness it. Learn to, learn to channel it. Learn to give them a proper conduit. Let that energy, that, that, that spirit of resistance, that spirit of rebellion, is there for a reason. I'm almost 50. But I remember back years and years ago when I was a child, 
when the older people used to say or used to prophesy that one day it's going to be a generation that ain't going to be scared of nothing. This is that generation. They ain't scared of nothing, and they on go, but they ain't been properly educated and trained and taught what to do. And that's on the leadership. That's on the elders. That's on the generals. That's on them. And that's just like having a whole bunch of land, fertile land, and you had the potential to plant gardens and fields and feed your entire community. But you sitting around talking about we ain't got no shovel, we ain't got no hoe. Man, we got six. We got all, we gonna figure out a way to till this ground and get these seeds in here and get this food because we gotta eat. Man, if we want to be free, we got to get out here in the field, man. And we got to cultivate this energy, this potential. We got to show these young brothers how to channel and direct that spirit of resistance, that spirit of rebellion. We got to teach them that each other ain't our enemy. It benefits us none to sit here and fight, stab, and kill one another about what goes on on the plantation. All that energy, all that fighting, all that stabbing, all that killing, all that this and that can be channeled and directed towards freedom, man. Come on, man, the leaders. I'm not talking to the young brothers tonight. I'm talking to the leaders, the so-called elders, the brothers who have that influence, who have that respect, brothers who have the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. It's time to apply that, man. All these years of studying and reading and getting information, it's application time now, man. It's time to put it in practical application, man. It's all cool that we all can talk the talk, that we can get behind the podium and we can, you know, enthrall the audience. You know, we can do this psychological stroking thing. That was cool at one time, I guess. It was part of the process of us growing and us learning. We there now, man. We've been blessed with the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to know our situation, to know ourselves, and to know how to change it. We were blessed with that. And those of us that have been blessed with that, you know, we've been given much. So much is required of us. It's time that we start putting in real work. I'm talking about work that's about leadership. It's time that we start getting with brothers and start having real conversations and stop talking about soups, cookies, and chips or what they got in the child hall or who's sleeping with who or who telling and who all, all this foolishness that we talking about and contributing towards the overall objective that we striving for. So it's nonsense. Anything that we do from this day forward that don't contribute to the overall goal and objective of us trying to get free, then you wasting time. You bullshitting. Excuse my language, but that's 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 the way that I know people that talk the language I talk that you understand. You bullshit. You've been given the good you've been given the tools, the hammer, the saw, the nail, you've been getting everything you need to build. And you sit here talking about what you know how to do, but you ain't doing it. It's time for us that the ministers over the nation of Islam, the imams over the Sunni communities, the preachers in the church, 
the enlighteners and the, and, the, and the nation of God. It's time for all of y'all to assume y'all rightful position as leaders within these plantations and to bring your people to the table so we all can be educated and taught and trained on the same level that we can unify and do what we need to do, man. Our mamas, our sisters, our children depending on us. We in the trenches. We on the front line. It's that raw, that uncut, that real. They they counting on us. They depending on us. It's time for us to stand up and be men. Men change their condition. They don't sit around and complain about it. Men get up and do it and make it happen. That's all the part about being a man. And all I'm saying, bro, let's be men tonight. Starting here, let's be men. Let's let's get out. Let's get in. Get in the mix with these young brothers. Let's let's bring them together. Let's let's teach them. Let's let's channel this energy, man. Let's unify. Let's get to the business, man. Let's get to the business. Uh, say come right. Is there anybody else in 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 the host queue uh, that want to uh, chime in? Say come right. Uh, yes, sir. But but can't but can't real quick. Um, Man, I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna say this here for you, bro. For everything you said was right on the money. Everything you said was right on the money, man. You know, um, me being an individual grew up, growing up in the West Side of Chicago, man. Man, I witnessed a lot of these a lot of these urban organizations grow and materializing from from being what they was to what they are. You know, and um, from the inside to the out, from the outside to the end, all the way to the to the mental capacity of the individuals that's leading it, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of tore down. So it's like, what we gotta do, what we gotta do, us being the leaders, we gotta we gotta reach out, we gotta reach out, man, you know, and that was one of the main reasons why uh, I named I named the organization. Positive leaders united in solidarity. It's not just the thing about the individuals that are actually a part of the organization. Because anytime you are a positive leader and you and you unite with other positive leaders in solidarity, you're a part of what I'm a part of. You see what I'm saying? So it's like my whole focus from the beginning. Because you know, I used to be I used to be one of the leaders myself. You know, so it's like I'm still connected to a degree with a whole lot of individuals, yet I still I, I, I play my distance to a certain degree because I have to establish what I have to establish on this positive course before I venture off. You know, we, we need a force. You see what I'm saying? We need a force to bring it to these leaders and tell them, man, what they already know they should be doing, but a lot of times they don't see it. They don't have the individuals to pull their coattail the way they need to be. You know, but when they do it, but when they do it, they always nod their head in agreement because they know one thing, what we're saying is right. You see what I'm saying? So uh, what we have to do is we have to extend our hand and our platform to reach out to the leaders of these various urban tribes, these street organizations and things of that nature there, these gangs. Because it was a book that I had read called uh, 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. And I think it's number 37 or something like that where it speaks about repurposing the gang culture, saying that, you know, we shouldn't do away with the gang, but we should repurpose them. 
we should give them a a a, a, a new form of vigilance, a new form of seeing what it is that they are a part of and lay it down. Maybe we could teach them the things about the actual the actual formation of the BOS. We could actually teach them the formation of the uh the LSD. We could teach them the real meaning behind everything that they say that they are a part of and they'll start changing. That's the way we snatch hold of the youth. But a lot of times the leaders know the leaders know what the real is. It's just the youth sometimes overpower them. So 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 it's like Going back to like in the Bible where it speak about uh, uh, the brother Daniel when God when, when when God told Daniel to go deliver this message and he said I'm not sending you to a people of unfamiliar tongues saying that you know you got to be able to speak their language sometimes you see what I'm saying you got to be able to speak that language in order for them to understand what you're talking because I'm being all the way real when I was a kid growing up on the west side of Chicago if you wanted to focus on the hustle you couldn't tell me nothing I don't care how righteous you were. But that's where my mind frame was at. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm knowing is my mind frame was like this because I was a loyal soldier. So if my mind frame was like that, then I'm knowing that there's many other youngsters out there with this same mind frame. If you ain't no blood, you can't tell me nothing. You ain't no crib, you can't tell me nothing. If you ain't no GD, you can't tell me nothing, and so on and so forth. This is the mind, this is the mind frame that the music and the social media and, 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 and the Internet is putting on our youth, and it's like they surrounded. When they, t- when they touch these plantations, they're they not surrounded by guys like we were when we came to prison 15, 20 years ago. They surrounded by guys that look just like them, that sound just like them, that went to school in the same year. So they surrounded by guys on the same mental level as they on, saying that they they leaders. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's completely different from when it was when we came. So we gonna uh, we gonna we gonna we gonna, we gonna have to extend our platform in some kind of way to touch base strictly with that leadership because they are already organized. They are already structured. They already have finances. They already have the artillery to go to war with anybody. You see what I'm saying? So we have to give them a vision. We have to educate them politically as well as socially to what's actually going on and and really give them a call to stand up. You know what I'm saying? Because if we don't give them that cause, then we we fail in them as well as ourselves because we know better. You know? So uh, I, 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 I say that uh, I say that and I give the flow, man. Peace, bless. Okay. Yeah, see, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier, why it's so important that everyone mobilize and concentrate on a particular form of education. You know, people on the outside, you may not even be affiliated, but you can play a role in helping those people who are affiliated and who need help because, we run up from opposition within our own organization. You know what I'm saying? It'd be guys that be in leadership positions, but a lot of times the fundamentals of how these organizations are structured is self-defeating. You know what I'm saying? So by, by going to by living out the structure, you, you, you guarantee it, you know, self-destruction. So that's why when we have people on that's from the free world, y'all are so valuable to what we are trying to do because y'all can help us. Sound 
I think that they're going to call back uh, just shortly. In the meantime, I want to give a heads up on what's happening here next week. I'm live from the plantation. We have the Free the 13th event, which is a four-day virtual discussion. Speakers will examine the dynamics of slavery, review the implementation of processes to keep slavery active, and discuss next steps required to abolish slavery and prison profiteering in America. And next week, you'll have speakers, Brother Ivan, Kinetic Justice, Malik Washington, who is the assistant editor for the San Francisco Bayview Black Newspaper, Sister Savannah Eldridge, who is one of the lead organizers for Texas and removing their exception clause, and also Dennis Febo, who is the lead organizer for Amend the 13th. So that's next week here on Live from Plantation. Now let me see if I can find my brother's numbers up again. There we go. you okay, back on the yeah. line with us, Sam. All right, thanks a lot. Yeah, and um, we'll be co-hosting that, like you said, from live from the plantation. Um, the sister that was on earlier, you had asked the question. Um, we would like to get in contact with you after the show. Uh, there's some some organizers and people out there that we would like to get you connected with, that we're already connected with, and then hopefully we can link up with your people. I don't, I didn't catch what state you were calling from. Um, um, I was calling from Illinois. I'm a member of the PLUS organization. I actually am Facebook friends uh, with their, uh, Max um, and Mira. Can, okay. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Max. So you can look, I'll message you. Okay. okay, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, anyone else listening, uh, our contact information, you can contact us across social media under the name Free Alabama Movement. Our email is freealabamamovement at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we appreciate it. We would love to hear from you. Um, probably within the next week or two, maybe outside of Free the 13th, or maybe in the course of Free the 13th, I mean, we're, we're, we're working to get a document together to present, come out for planning on that. But definitely before the month is out, I think we should be finished with it. Uh, we're going to put our plan out there, uh, just like you. We're going to put our plan out there and ask people to get on board. But it's going to take a, a real commitment from everyone to make this thing be successful. We can't just rely on a few people to do all the heavy lifting because they become overburdened, become worn out, we become stressed, people become angry and agitated. All these things are part of the struggle. But when everyone is involved, and every, it makes everything so much easier. So um, I guess that's gonna how we're going to close. You know, we appreciate everyone for calling in. Uh, we appreciate the people who press one. Uh, we will ask that you all continue to share, continue to let people know about Live from the Plantation. Send the flyer out, send it to your friends, invite people to get more involved because that's the only way it's going to work. We all have to get on one accord. We all going to have to start working off of the same plan, and we have to communicate. We can't be on the same page if we're not communicating, you know. So um, I'll leave with that. Uh, thanks, everyone. We're we'll looking forward to seeing you next week, Live from the Plantation. That's no peace, doubt, that's peace. Leaders is trying to lead. All right, fam. Anything else? I think that's it, brother Max. All right, we're going to close it out with Messiah Ram Kasum, Justice Don't Sleep. We only have one. Three brothers to this side. Three. This is not all right. I'm hurt. You don't see my eyes. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm not sitting down if I got to die behind 
in the 30 years that I've been on this planet, but I've been watching it for years before we were even alive. I'm not sad. I don't want your pity. I want change. No, no, no.